there welcome to tuesday welcome to another fantastic tuesday thank you for deciding to take the time to be here with me i appreciate it um this week we are continuing the conversation with leanne van she's an illustrator she's a designer she's the co-founder of the embrace project and very very recently she's become a skillshare teacher so be sure to check out her course uh this is the mentor gap I'm excited to have you here. Let's jump straight into the episode. Moment you're based in the UK, like what what made you decide to move there? So I moved here just over two years ago, and I moved here with my husband, who got a job opportunity here. And at the time of me moving here, I decided to go freelance as well. So I decided while I'm at it, let me just turn my whole life upside down and (laughs) just go big or go home kind of thing. Um, But it was really good because it gave me a push and it made me realize that the freelance work I was doing here, I could have done in South Africa because it's all remote and it's all, you know, you're talking to clients, you know, via Zoom and all those things. So But for some reason, I just didn't have the confidence or the know-how when I was working full-time in South Africa to pursue it. And when I came here, I saw all these opportunities, but then I also realized, actually, these are opportunities that could, you know, apply to anywhere in the world because everything's online. Um, So that was also a realization that, wow, it is there. But I think you don't always realize it's there until you really just take a leap and then you see all the opportunities that there are. What is it like for creatives who are running businesses, like small local businesses? Do you think that the opportunities are better there or here? So that's interesting that you said it's the same, like more or less, like you could do that there and you can do it like here in South Africa and it's the same Mm. thing. I have seen there are more opportunities here However, you don't necessarily have to work for clients within the country that you live. So by that, I mean one of my big clients working here in the UK is actually based in Singapore. So Mm. I could have worked for them while I was in South Africa. So although it seems to me like there is a slightly more lucrative creative industry here, I don't think that that should be a barrier to you being a successful creative in South Africa. And that being said, I feel like the South African creative industry is growing Mm. at a really big rate. So I think even since I left, there's even more and more opportunities. Okay. For art and things like that, sometimes we do look out of the country instead of looking at the the quality products that are being produced locally. So how do you think that that mind shift, how do you think that that will actually take place, like the mind shift? to actually start valuing what's in front of you? Yeah, well, I definitely see it happening already. I see quite a few of the big retailers. I mean, Woolworths and Mr. Price, to name a few, have um, throughout the past few years been doing a lot more creative collaborations with local artists. So there's definitely, um, you know, an effect taking place. And I think also a lot of South African creatives are making it big internationally just because their work is amazing. I think South Africa is so unique. It's so culturally diverse that mm-hmm. um, South African creatives have such a unique um, style and handwriting that um, is quite enticing for the rest of the world to see. So yes. 
I think my view always was kind of like, oh, you need to be more international. You need to be more, you know, appealing to the global market. But now when I look back, I'm like, actually, you should be more true to your own aesthetic and your own voice because that's actually your superpower versus just trying to be like everyone else that you see, um, you know, online or on social media. So I think that's one thing I've learned is that actually back yourself. Don't think that, you know, you're a small fish and it doesn't matter. You need to kind of find your own voice and then just keep working at it. And yes. I think that's when I look at successful creatives, it's because um, that are, you know, that have really succeeded. It's because they have a distinct voice and they saying something in their own way. Mm. So it's not to say no one else will be saying something similar, but you kind of do have to stick to your own voice and your own look and feel. So how did you find your brand voice, your identity as a designer? I think I'm still finding it. That's the thing. I, sometimes I feel like my work is very inconsistent, but then an outside person will look at it and say, oh, but I can see that's you. Yes. It's definitely got your style. So it's so difficult as a creative because you're just constantly in your own head and you're mm. always second guessing yourself and yes. figuring it out. <laughs> but I think honestly, just keep creating. That's all it is. It's any professional in their field, they have to practice, practice, practice. And I feel that sometimes as an artist or an illustrator, I expect every practice round to be an end result but you need to let go of that pressure and just create for the sake of creating and once you've created 50 things or maybe not so many look at it and see what's the common factor or is there mm. something coming out of that style um, that shows that it's you so I think the more you do the more your subconscious kind of comes through and your own style comes through because you're just letting it come yes. through instead of, instead of trying to force something to come out <laughs> have you ever found like when you design or create something and you're not putting the pressure on that it actually turns out better than when you designing with an intention to make an end product yes that's so true because when you're trying to make an end product you just the slightest thing that goes wrong you're like oh this is terrible it's wrong whereas if you just let it flow you'll actually maybe discover something new. So yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so on, I, I just want to talk a bit more about your brand, like your identity. What are the values mm. you place at the center of your brand and you as a designer? That also took me a while to kind of figure out. And um, I think this last year with lockdown and everything, I really just focused on what am I doing? What am I trying to achieve? Yes. And I think for me, the main thing is that I want to create something that connects with people, that starts conversations and that maybe highlights something that needs to be spoken about. So, you know, I don't want to just create things that are pretty or make you say oh that's nice I actually wanted to provoke a conversation or to address something um, or to make you feel something so that's kind of where I am and that's what I'm focusing on and it's the same with you know kind of the people I work with or do illustrations for I really want to make sure that we aligned and that you know they match what my brand is yes. my personal brand and that they are saying something and they're being helpful and they're putting something out into the world that needs to be there 
because the world is just full of just so much. So you need to make sure that what you're putting out there is intentional and means something. So what, what is something that you've created and that you're proud of that you feel carries a strong message and what message does it communicate? So throughout a lot of my illustrations I do, I illustrate predominantly women and then I normally bring in like, you know, colors and bold prints, but portraying women in a way that shows their strength and their vulnerability. I think it's kind of, you know, this, this is who we are. We have many aspects to us as women and I like yes. to portray that in different ways. And then also when I do partner with um, people or organizations, I try to look for those that have a message behind it. So um, I do have a portion of my personal time that I dedicate to nonprofits or charities. So that's where I'll do illustration work for a nonprofit or a charity, um, obviously at no cost to them. Yes. And I kind of built that into my business model because I wanted to be able to give back in that way. Um, and that's important. So I'll only take on a small amount of that, you know, it's a percentage of my time, but mm. I feel like that actually gives me the most energy and the most mm. um, cool. inspiration is when I work with like-minded people. It's great that you're doing that. That's like, that's really <laughs> amazing. Um, so that ties in with the Embrace project as well. Yes. Yeah. So um, last year, me and my friend who is an attorney, we founded the Embrace project which is aimed at creatively combating gender-based violence. So that started, you know, as a passion project for me on the creative side, just to, you know, how can I use my creative brain and my creative thinking to shine light on a problem that is so terrible and so dark, but how can we make it easy for people to discuss and to address? So I think that was a major challenge and that was something that I really enjoyed because I think if you are a creative, your brain does just need like those challenges to kind of take on and, you know, stretch your thinking. What I love about um, the Embrace project and the, guy, the work that you guys do, and especially how you display your, your social media is you have the visual stimuli and then the text with it. So you're giving the information and you're, you you creating something that's enjoyable it's like the individual can take it in and enjoy the imagery so it's 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 a beautiful culmination of the two elements thank you and i think that what you've just said touches on a very important um point which is the power of design so because we are visual beings the power of design is such that it can actually change the way you act or respond to certain information and I think that is powerful because some things that need to be said when you look at the hard facts people won't want to listen to them or won't yes. want to deal with it but if you show it in a way that kind of engages you know the visual side as well you can maybe open up those conversations. On that topic with um, the way that you represent the information do you feel like the response like based on like Leanne as well um, do you think that you become more approachable when you display the information in that way? Have people reached out to you more often asking you questions about the information you're putting out there because of the design? 
I'd like to think so. And I think especially because we've made the information more accessible and less intimidating, like you said. So some of the information is statistics around gender-based violence or the issues surrounding it. But then some of the information is also, for example, what is your role in the democracy? How can you add your voice to what happens, you know, at in, in the high courts and how they pass bills and laws? And how do you have any say in that? I mean, that's all very intimidating. And I think the man on the street, myself included, we feel like, well, I wouldn't be able to participate in anything that serious. I don't have a degree yeah. in law. I don't know what any of that means. So I think first of all the content is kind of presented in a way that's more accessible makes you understand it easier and then i think the visuals as well hopefully and um, what we focus on is showing the light and how we can create change versus just focusing on the problem and how it's never going to change and it's terrible because i think it's very easy to um you know get dragged down by how big an issue is and how you think you can't do anything to change it so we always try shift the focus to okay what can we change maybe we can't change the whole problem but maybe we can just change one small aspect yes. and then take it from there i think that's that's beautifully said because sometimes we get overwhelmed by the influx of information especially bad information mm -hmm. like not bad information but bad things that are happening and that constant flow yeah. of like this death and that murder and mm. then you sort of struggle to find the light amongst all of the darkness but there are a lot of people doing good and you 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 guys are a perfect example of that yeah thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> What would you tell your younger self now that you have the experience that you do? Like, what would you go back and tell your younger self as an artist or creative starting out? Like, what, what advice would you give them? That's a good question. I think um, one would be just go for it. Whatever you want to do, just put time aside to pursue that and just try to do it. Um, you know, i.e. don't listen to your own brain talking to yourself saying, no, should you? Uh. Um, and then I think for me, because um, I am driven by what I'm passionate about, it would just be always follow your passion. And I think that's very important. Yes, you do have to pay the bills. So not everything is going to be something you are so passionate about, but make sure you just always set time aside to follow your passion. Because that's the right path at the end of the day. I know that sounds very cheesy. spiritual, but you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> There's truth in the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then lastly, um, where can we find you on social media or website? On what platforms can we find you? So my website is leannevan.com and then on social media I'm on Facebook Leanne Van Design Studio and I'm on Instagram at Leanne Van Loves and then with the work I'm doing for the Embrace Project um, that's theembraceproject.com and the Embrace Project ZA on Facebook and Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank for the you.
I'm the Cinder Dalmeida, and you've been listening to the Mental Gap podcast. Special thanks to our guests for this episode and to everyone listening. If you enjoyed the content, you can join us at the Mental Gap on Instagram. Here you can share your comments and questions. We'd be happy to hear from you. Other than that, take care. Till next time, I'll catch you on the other side of a conversation worth having.